Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Running Elephant. I'm Nigel Sullivan, Booba's Chief Sustainability and People Officer. Today, I'm delighted to introduce our special guest, Tal Nazar. He's the CEO of Boop Arabia, our associate business in Saudi. Hi, Tal. Welcome to you. Hi, Nigel. Good to see you. Um, look, in today's episode, we're going to find out more about Boop Arabia. Um, I've got to say, I'm I'm honoured to be on the board of Boop Arabia. And uh, I've been uh, to Jeddah a few times, going again later this year. So I'm really looking forward to today's conversation and hopefully letting our listeners know a little bit more about the business and what's going on with us and the kingdom, etc. It's exciting times. So tell, um, for those who, who don't know, can you explain what is Boop Arabia? What, what, I mean, what, what do we do there? How many customers? What sort of setup is it? It'd be great just to, because a lot of people just won't know. It'd be great to hear a, bit, a little bit about that. I mean, sure. I, I think probably to a lot of people's surprise, Boop Arabia is probably one of the first few global investments that uh, Boop has ever done. So it started Boop Arabia in, in, in 1997. I would probably say during that time, Boopa was a UK-centric company. It was the same time around that. I think I believe they had potentially investment in Sanitas. They had Thailand. So it started from scratch as a joint venture between uh, Boopa and Nazar Group. And it started in Saudi awaiting regulations that health insurance will become mandatory in Saudi. Right. Uh, and the relationship started from that date. We had partnership more than 25 years. It was a pure startup. So it's one of the first, what I would probably say, Bupa startups rather than an acquisition. Right. Uh, so it was built from the ground up. 25 year onward today, Bupa Arabia is the largest player in Saudi and the whole Middle East. Um, it has around three and a half million customers. It has a top line of over uh, two billion pounds. It has profitability. We recorded uh, profitability in 2022 of 200 million pounds. It's a publicly listed company. So it was taken public because the regulations in Saudi mandates all insurance companies to go public. Uh, Bupa is the largest shareholder in Bupa Arabia of around 40%. Uh, we took it public in 2008. And we've also been the best performing stock uh, in the Saudi market for the last 15 years. It's an amazing story. And just listening to you, obviously I'm very close to it, just listening to you, Tal, it is an amazing story, uh, and and we continue to go from from strength to strength. I mean, I know you're a very modest man, and and very much, the team's very modest, but with all, with, you know, with sort of half the market share in health insurance from nothing, as you said, um, it's incredible. I mean, do you, do you uh, what are the ingredients for the success of 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 Boop Arabia? I think we have a very simple philosophy, and uh, and 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 we truly believe in it. Uh, one is we need to have better service than everyone from our competition. And it's as simple as if our service is better, people will buy us. 
And in order to provide better service, we need to have better talent than everyone from our competition. So if you probably ask me or the majority of people in Bupa Arabia, I think we're obsessed of, of being better than our competition from a service aspect. And we also understand in order to have the skill set and the mindset to provide better service, we need to have a lot of good people in the business. And, and we've, been, we've been focusing, I think, on both uh, for a very, very long time. Uh, and we ended up being known as, as, as one of the best service companies in all of Saudi and also one of the best culture talent producers in all of Saudi. Uh, but it really comes, comes to the point in relation to how can we be extremely competitive in the market? And these are the two main ingredients that I believe fuel Bupa Arabia and its culture. I think you're right. And I, I mean, just so everybody also knows, I mean, the, the, that, that cultural piece is translated into uh, what Bupa Arabia do. They, they, we have many of the same processes you'd recognize in Bupa Group, one of them being Pulse, and the engagement scores in Bupa Arabia are the highest in the group. The, the, the last time we surveyed, they were 88. You know? So that, that measuring that cultural performance and, and, and cultural feel of the organization is really important too, um, and it's coming through in, in, in so many different ways. Um, but it's, I think it's true to say, Tal, it's a pretty, it's a pretty hot market in terms of talent, and uh, we 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 work hard at what we do. I think and continue to do so. It doesn't come easy. I mean, and, and like you really have to be at it every single year, uh, whether it is from continuous innovation in relation to service or continuous enhancement to your talent and culture. So shifting sort of gear a little bit, uh, uh, thank you for, for, for that overview. Brilliant. Um, Boop Arabia, health insurance, just so people know, like a lot of corp- corporate health insurance similar to other parts of the world, you know, so big companies like Saudi Telecom or, or, or Aramco, Sabic, you know, big corporations have Boop service um, and it's health insurance. Things are changing though in the, in, in, in the market. Until recently, health insurers couldn't provide health provision at all. It was, it was forbidden and uh, our own health provision assets. But these regulations are, are, are changing, I believe, uh, Tal. I, I mean, what, can you just outline that change and, and what it might mean for Boop Arabia going forward and how it fits with our strategy? Sure, and I think we're, we're I mean, in Saudi right now, we're at a very exciting time. I think one of the things, um, I mean, within Bupa Arabia, and I think we we follow the same steps as Bupa, where even though the last 25 years we operate as a health insurance company and we have a license as an insurance company, but our mindset is more of a healthcare company. And, mm. but... The way we operate as a business, from building our healthcare services in relation to telemedicine, all of all of, all of these things. However, uh, one of the things that we see in relation to differentiation of Bupa Arabia going forward and continue to build differentiation and to to move more into investment in healthcare services, 
similar to other Bupa businesses in the globe and learning uh, from some of the uh, fantastic success stories uh, such as Sinitas. At the same time, we've been lobbying regulators to allow us to invest. However, regulators did not like insurance companies invest uh, in healthcare services and vice versa. However, I think by Bupa Arabia and the industry of continuous lobbying and explaining the benefits uh, for the consumer in relation to increased competition, managing medical inflation, uh, uh, bringing in uh, more investment into Saudi, generating employment. I think regulators have been supportive uh, and they've removed the regulations uh, restricting insurance companies from investing in healthcare services. We're working, the regulators are working right now in creating the new regulations in relation to what are the requirements for insurance companies to invest in healthcare services, but it's happening. Obviously, this changes the future prospect to Bupa Arabia by making it way more exciting and the opportunities are bigger because instead of us looking on how we can differentiate from the health insurance sector, we can look at completely revamping the company from investing in healthcare services. And the opportunities are huge, whether it is from primary care centers, whether it is in the future in hospitals, whether it is even more around digital health. So the prospect uh, of Bupa Arabia uh, growing, investing in the value chain, adding more value to our customers is is huge and and it's very exciting. Uh, And it's very exciting in a market uh, which is Saudi uh, that is full of opportunities. I think a lot of people don't know, but Saudi is part of the G20, so it's a top 20 global economy moving into top 10. And not only it's a big economy, but it's a big economy with fast growth rate, with educated population. So the opportunity for Bupa Arabia is tremendous, especially it comes not only it's an exciting market, but it also comes from uh, us being in a leading position in the market. Uh, so we're extremely working hard in relation to shaping the future of Bupa Arabia and in relation to how it will look like. Yeah, uh, thanks, Tal. And I mean, just for everybody, I mean, also the brand is important there as well. And, and you know, it is it is branded the Blue Cube, you know, uh, uh, albeit Bupa Arabia and and. Uh, but it is it, it, you would recognize you know, our brand there, and thinking about that that those assets um, that you, you you briefly described, Tal. I mean, do you, do you think there's a, a, a is it a bias towards physical assets? I mean, we're going to be buying hospitals and or, or building hospitals and that sort of thing, uh, or is it more of a digital play? I mean, or is it a blend of a blend of a lot of different things? I mean. Can you give us a sense about where you think it'll gonna it's gonna play out? I know it's it's something to play for, isn't it? Because it's not certain, uh, you know, in terms of the f- future with the regulations yet. But I think we've got a bit of a direction that we want to go in. 
I mean, sure. I mean, I think it, it has to start uh, in relation to what is the data telling us uh, and, and, and where we think uh, we can bring in the most value to our customers and to Buka Arabia. Uh, the demographic in Saudi is is very different than the rest mm. of the world, where it's a young, young population. It's a, young? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a young population. Uh, I think seventy percent of the population is under the age of thirty. When we look at our our claims data, ninety seven percent of our claims in relation to volume is outpatient related and around 70% of value is outpatient related. So a lot of focus for Bupa Arabia gonna be in relation to tackling outpatient. And and I would probably say, probably the most logical avenues will be towards primary care, will be towards digital health, where we can basically support our customers in all their uh, healthcare challenges such, such as chronic disease management, diabetes—I uh, mean, diabetes—these kind of things. You know, for for those you know used to these podcasts, I mean, such a a reinforcement of the elephant strategy, really, as well, because it's it's basically an elephant strategy for Bupa Arabia, isn't it? It's very similar, very very similar approach to other parts of the group, as you you said earlier. Correct. I mean, we have a camel. We have a camel logo in Saudi, just to make it more local. <laughs> a couple, couple of couple of pa- couple of palm trees, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe a Formula One car. I don't know. Could, could, um, could be around that. Could be around that. <laughs> yeah, the camel. Well, it could go for a long time. The camel. Uh, oh. So look, um, just just think about the, the kingdom. I mean, you, you touched on this. I mean, the kingdom is changing rapidly. I mean, I. I with the COVID and everything, the pandemic, I hadn't been uh, for for a couple of years, and 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 when I went again uh, about about eighteen months ago, and and I've been back since. I mean, it, it's remarkable the change, and just in Jeddah, you know, I, I just you could just see the physical change and the opening up, and you know, more restaurants and gyms and, and stuff like that. And I mentioned Formula One, but that is the Saudi Grand Prix happened happened a few weeks ago. So, I mean, um, what's happening in Saudi, and you're you know, what is Vision 2030? People might have, may or may not have heard about this. And, you know, give us your perspective as, as, as someone who's obviously lived there and lives there and as a key business person, what's, you know, are you excited about it? Are you surprised by how quickly it's moving? It seems to be moving incredibly rapidly in terms of the changes in society. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's, it's extremely exciting and it's moving extremely fast. I think one of the exciting things, which is rare for a country is, I mean, we in South, it's a country that has a strategy uh, and has a long uh, term strategy and vision. And, and the principles behind 2030 is diversifying the Saudi economy away from oil. Uh, in previous years, the government or the country depended on oil prices. And, 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 and the idea behind Vision 2030 is that, listen, Saudi is full of talent, is full of resources outside of oil. oil. Let's leverage that and diversify Saudi out of oil. 
And with that happening, it becomes as a country, it's all about growth, it's all about prosperity, it's all about transformation of the talent and the culture to basically open growth in the country. So basically, for example, part of Vision 2030 is 10% of the economy, 10 to 15% is around tourism. And in order to have tourism, you need to have the infrastructure, you need Mm. to make sure it's comfortable for tourists to come in. So, So it led to relaxing dress codes, uh, instant visa, more welcoming in the airport, easing foreign investments in relation to hotels, creating activities such as concerts, Formula One. And it's the same thing exactly for every industry, whether it is insurance, whether it is healthcare, whether it is hospitality, whether it is mining. So the country, in a way, the country is driven today by targets, KPIs. And and the outcomes are remarkable. I mean, to me, just from seeing the, the changes in Saudi, I mean, seven, eight years ago, uh, women could not drive. Or you had separation in restaurants between mm. family sections and male sections. Today, <laughs> you have concerts where yeah. people singing, where uh, where everything is normal. And when the country opened up, uh, people were ready because it's a very well-educated country. Uh, they wanted the change. It's a young country. It's a very well-connected country. It's a very well-traveled country. Uh, so it moved with, with really no disruption yeah. at an extremely fast pace. And it's becoming, I mean, I'm not kidding you, it's becoming a very happening country. I probably would probably say if I'm in Riyadh or Jeddah, I'm able to attend more concerts, world events, all of that stuff that if I'm in New York City today. So it's 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 very exciting time. And to me, as a CEO of Bupa Arabia, is basically how do we leverage that? How do we leverage that from growth, from talent, from everything, where we have basically a leadership that is very supportive to change of culture, to making Saudi a very modern country, to easing investments. Uh, so we're, we're at very good time. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's, it's, it's a bit difficult if you haven't been there. I've, I'm lucky enough to, to go there. It's, it's, it's very, it's in a positive, it's very surprising uh, when you go and, and you see that on the ground and you see, you can tell when a population is happy or not. They're, they're very happy people and they're, they're getting on with their lives and uh, growing and changing rapidly. And it's, it's it's great to see. It would be remiss of me, Tal, to 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 because uh, you know it would be the I don't know the elephant in the room or the or the camel in the room or whatever. If um, I didn't mention diversity and inclusion, because you, you see, uh, many of our listeners will say, okay, the 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 the, the society's moving, it's moving fast, but then we hear this other stuff, you know, around human rights and diversity and inclusion. Then you got Boop Arabia in that. 
we're a very inclusive workplace. What and we've done a lot and been a pioneer in this in this regard. What, what what would you say about our position and our practices as Boop Arabia in the in the context of a changing society and in in regard to inclusion and diversity? What what do we think about that? I mean, sure. I think I mean, I think Boop Arabia is a company that I think we're all proud of it in relation to. Um, the kind of inclusion uh, that it has been able to achieve, I would probably say over the last 20 years, uh, right. where right. where today, Bupa Arabia uh, is always considered to be one of the top cultures, employers in all of Saudi. Uh, and I think that there are a few ingredients that we've been doing for a very long time. One one is from a very long time uh, is in relation to equality uh, of pay, in relation to participation of basically uh, women in the workplace. I mean, we have to remember that uh, Saudi uh, historically wasn't an easy place to hire females. Uh, where today, uh, Boop Arabia, we have around 36% of our workforce uh, are females, which is way higher than the average uh, in the Saudi market. And I have been, I think we've been ranked for consecutive years as some of us, as the top employer in Saudi for uh, female employment. But not only that, even in our uh, leadership positions uh, in the board, in, in uh, I think, Nigel, with you in the remuneration committee, yes. in, in, in the investment I'm, committee. I'm, out, I'm outnumbered. Uh, I'm outnumbered. I'm you, outnumbered you, on you, <laughs> you, you, You're outnumbered. Uh, I know. So, yeah. So, so and, and, and we've been pushing hard uh, in relation to that, we're probably, I don't know the final numbers, I haven't seen it, but we're probably one of the large, I, I would not be surprised if that, if we have that one of, we're definitely the highest female percentage as an employer among all publicly listed companies in Saudi. And we continue to push. I mean, it's not only that, it's about equal pay, it's about, uh, no differentiations among anyone, no matter what your background is. So I think as long as you're treating everyone equally with respect, no matter what your background is, we've been leading on it in Saudi for a very long time yeah. because we believe that's the right thing to do. And I think it reflected in relation to the quality of people that we have uh, in the business. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, both in terms of the country and the kingdom and also the region, you know, that's that's been externally recognized and, and you know, we keep winning awards. And and, and I think I, my personal view is it's better to, you know, create that change from within and to be a beacon of, 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 of that and stand for that. And it attracts the talent. It's a virtuous circle. I think it's a win-win all round. And uh, well done for doing it, Tal. You've been a great... Uh, proponent of it as have the executive team and also the board and uh, we'll keep doing it I think um, because it it, it makes a lot of business sense as well as the sense it makes obviously for people's lives uh, going forward so 
Brilliant. Um, Thank you. I, I think that's about us for today. Um, Tal, it's been fascinating. Thanks for giving us an insight into the business, into the kingdom, and your own thoughts about all of that. It's really appreciated. I know our listeners will really get something out of that today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nigel. Really appreciate it. Yeah, great, great to see you and see you soon in person. Um, look, everybody, as I always, thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As usual, if you want to get in touch, if you have any questions or comments, please drop us a line at runningelephant at Thank you very much. Thank you.